You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. The Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network is brought to you by Savage Arms. Now it's turkey season. We're all out there shooting our turkey guns. One thing I can tell you is true about it is that there is always going to be more recoil with a turkey load. Now, Savage has done something that hopefully will fix this problem for you, and that's a new shotgun that they've called the Renegade. Um, The Renegade is an American-made semi-auto shotgun that uses a patented dual-valve self-regulating gas system that cycles higher power loads with the same reliable consistency as lower power target loads, all while cutting down on recoil. That's going to be awesome for you turkey hunters. It's going to fix a lot of your problems. Go check it out at savagearms.com forward slash renegade. What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening. My name's Parker McDonald, and this is the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Alright everybody, welcome back to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I got Luke Parker. Hey, hey here. guys. I got Anthony here. Hey, what's up? I think we're I think we're I gotta get rid of this mask. What? Yeah, this is, oh it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This dead gum mask. <laughs> Freaking mask. <laughs> Barely breathe. No, I'm just kidding. We're not wearing masks. We're not <laughs> stupid. Um <laughs> not that you're stupid if you wear a mask. No. We just don't want to. I it would look stupid. I like to breathe. Yeah, I like to be able to breathe. And my spit not come back in my mouth. This is also true. I'd rather just not smell my breath. <laughs> yes, I have old man breath. And that's, yeah. That ain't pretty. Yep. So, uh, yeah, excited about this. This is the first episode of, uh, it's not the first episode of deer season because we're not technically in deer season, but we are c- ceasing turkey episodes here on the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. And uh, those are over. Those are behind us. We ended on the story of the white turkey, which is here somewhere, right? It is. It Where is, is here? Here. here. So, so hold on. Hold on. I'm getting to that. Sorry. Um, just hold your horses just a minute. Uh, so we are getting into deer season, and I, I kind of had um, one of two options, really, that kind of went through my mind of what I wanted to do for um, the first episode back talking about deer. And uh, here's one of them. So the first one was like, get some people on the show who are just flat out white tail junkie killers, the top notch. Like, y'all know the kind of people I'm talking about. The most beautiful. Yeah. So, and then the other option was, <laughs> let's just do something that's fun with a couple guys that I know we can have a good time, laugh, sit around. Whatever. And so I chose that option. I didn't want to go. Wow. <laughs> at least we were in it. Well, yeah. looking at me when you said beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, uh, no, y'all actually are get to be both of those um, all in one tiny little package. So I'm going to start out with, uh, with where we're at. We're here at Parker's Wildlife Taxidermy in Coleman, Alabama. That's the, that's the technical name, right? That's, the, that's it. That's like what's on tax. Tax documents and things. Um, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, all of the tax documents, that's what's on it. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Uh, I'll edit that out, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Probably nobody listening to this cares. Um, True. <laughs> so, uh, we're here at Parker's Wildlife Taxidermy in Coleman, Alabama, who uh, you guys need to check out if you're in the North Alabama area, because my man Anthony knows what he's doing. Anthony, this is your first time. Tony, can I call you Tony? No. <laughs> um, your first time on the podcast. How do you feel? I feel um, elated. El- elated? Yes. Is that appropriate for the I show? Do n- I do not know. <laughs> I am very excited, though. So um, I have that dumb smile on my face, so I'm, I'm trying to talk through that. That's awesome. So Anthony is uh, kinfolk to me. You are my mom's second cousin. Is that correct? Yes. Mm. You're you may be. I yeah, I believe so. A shout out to her. Yeah. We love her. Yeah, my mom's so. awesome. So you're my mom's second cousin um, who I did not meet for a good portion of my life. I didn't. I, Your I, mom? Nope. You. Oh. Um, I didn't know you for, <laughs> for a while. Not really. Um, but I do have a, I have a very uh, vivid memory of being at a skin and shed, like a skin and stand. I have that uh, picture. And you, you killed... Two deer that day, ten point in a doe. Is that right, or an eight point in a doe? Yeah, Wait, was and, that in, and, with and Greg are, Lee in that hunt club? Yeah, they are mounted at my shop at the house. Yeah, it was at Greg at Greg's house. Dude, you were in that? I was there. Yeah. No way. You were little. You were little. I oh, know. I was asleep when he shot those deer. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was um, very vivid to me because I was from West Texas and we were just visiting, and uh, I was kind of like, like just, I was so captivated by everything that had to do with hunting, and we just didn't get to do it a lot. Uh, because we didn't have any deer at the time. There wasn't a lot of deer in that area um, where we lived in the middle of Odessa, the Permian Basin. There wasn't a ton. And so I remember being there and be like, oh, my God, Alabama is the pinnacle of all things deer hunting. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like the greatest hunt of my life, you know. And you just so happened to see that. I just that. happened to be there. Which like, was yes, a very happens. good – yeah, because he was um, – well, he was little. And we just set up against the – there's a bloat over tree. We just set up against – the tree, mm-hmm. the root balls there, you know, and uh, so he's sound asleep, and I'm sitting there, and a doe just walks out, and I'm watching her, and, and she's walking. I think she's going to bed at the tree where we're at. She walks directly up to me. He's sound asleep. I'm like, well, it's doe day. I'm going to shoot, and shot her straight on. She jumps up, dies right there beside the tree bump, the tree ball right there. So I'm like, he never even wakes up. This is Luke, my son. Oh yeah, this is. Oh this yeah. So so before you go any further, Luke is a returning guest to the podcast. You've I been wish, on here. This is your third one, right? I I, I, I don't know if I've made it. Can I say that? You can if okay. you want to. Okay, I've made it. I mean, I'm back. It's it's, it's amazing. I'm just so so You're glad. You're back, and you I'm didn't even have to kill a big buck to get back on the show. I know. Uh, that was the last episode. I think you were on, wasn't it? We talked about your big buck. I think so, yep. Or was it a different one? I can't remember. Anyway, you're welcome back. Um, also, Ken, Polk. Yep. Uh, you are my third cousin. Oh, no. Um, no, no, no. No, sorry. You are my fourth cousin. You are my third cousin, yeah, that's Anthony. Who. You're my fourth cousin. Mm-hmm. One of those cousins. Yeah. Uh, in Alabama, it matters. I don't know. I can't keep up with legal. it. Yeah, I can't keep up with it. But we go to the same family gatherings for Christmas. So, I mean, that's that says something. True. Well, y'all stop going. 
I was about to say, I, I, didn't I used to just go for the free food. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I didn't still, know half of it's them. It's still good food. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I have to be reminded every single time who's who. But there are, listen, there are people in our family. Jonathan, our cousin Jonathan. Oh, yeah. He knows everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. He knows exactly where they're at, whose kids are who. Like, he keeps up with everything. I don't know how he does. Anyway, back, back to your hunting story. These people don't care about our family <laughs> history. So, um, I shoot the doe straight on. Yep. She falls dead right there at the tree ball. Luke never wakes up. He's just piled on a little coat right there. If it sounds sleep, so I thought, well, it's still good hunting, so I'm going to sit here. Probably five minutes pass, and I hear that, you know, in the world, dead gum buck walks right out where the doe did, grunting after her. He just walked right out. The, the buck you saw yeah. shot him. When I shot him, Luke wakes up, sees the deer flopping around, you know, and gets all excited. And he's probably 10. Nah, you weren't that old because I was ten. Okay, I, I may have been ten or younger. Yeah, he was. He was young, and That's uh, crazy. so he little. sees the buck flopping around down there in the hollow and gets all excited about it. So I was like, okay, you know, settle down. So we watch <laughs> that. It dies right there, so we can see it. And uh, so he's, you know, we walk down there and check it out. And I said, let's go get our stuff. I, he don't still don't know about, you know, the other. So he goes running back up to the coat to gather up the stuff so we can drag the buck out. And he spread eagle like this right here. He he stops and goes, "There's a deer right here." <laughs> Talking about the dead doe. I'm like, "Oh yeah." By the way, I shot that doe. You never woke up. Oh yeah. So I mounted the buck and the doe together. Oh okay. Yeah. I've seen so that. I've yeah, seen that mount. I didn't realize that yeah, was those still, deer. They are mounted. Yeah. Still in the shop. That's good. Good story. Good times. You know that. Uh, I, I don't think that that skinning uh, rack is or that stand. That they built, that Kevin and Greg built over there. It's yeah. not there anymore, but it was there for a really long time. Long time. Uh, Hunter, our cousin, you know Hunter. I do. He uh, he actually, him and Zach live in a barn dominium that they built right there. And they uh, do right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they built it. That house actually burned to the ground. No way. Yeah, dude, I haven't did. seen Zach in forever. Dude, Zach is awesome, man. He listens to the show too, so shout he'll, out. Zach. Uh, he'll he'll hear all about this. Zach's a cool dude, man. I he's a uh, he kind of is so he's on this verge right now saddle hunting he doesn't know if he wants to do it or not he's kind of like i don't know um but he is he's very much a uh a student of deer hunting like zach he's listening to this right now i'm sure uh he's like paying attention he's the kind of listener that you want to have because he's paying attention to everything that you're saying he's like he's like okay putting all the pieces together like like, I've been before, you know, when I first started hunting public land and stuff, like, putting the pieces together of, you know, bedding and terrain and vegetation and all that stuff. And I talk to Zach all the time. He's always over at their house when I'm over there. And he's, uh, you know, he's really, we look at maps and stuff. He's really starting to put the pieces together. So, it's pretty cool. I like Zach. He's a good dude. Him and Hunter are roommates. They, That's cool. They got that house there. So, uh, but that skin, and, that skin and stand was there for a really long time and uh, just recently went down. Hmm. So. I remember when they built that thing. God, I do. Crazy. I do yeah, remember. Had a platform it. on top, shoot. I know. Bow yeah. Off, uh, it was cool, man. It was. It was cool. So, uh, so yeah. So I've always uh, said, Anthony, that you are kind of like you kind of remind me of like a modern day Fred Bear type fella, especially when when you wear your hat. I uh, do have the hat. You yes. you got the hat, and um, that's kind of how I've always. See, he's like, man, that guy, 
it's like a modern day Fred Bear, like a purist on a lot of things, especially when it comes to archery. We're sitting here in your shop, which is a taxidermy studio slash indoor archery range. Correct. Um, which is pretty cool. This is new. It's new. Yeah. That's a, it's kind of a new deal. Tell me, tell me how you got into archery and um, specifically like the traditional archery. If that kind of started you out, or if it was further along along the way, I have shot. My dad shot archery, and back in the '60s, you know, you just shot a recurve bow or long bow. That's all it was. And uh, so in the '70s, it's a long time ago. Luke. Me growing, <laughs> yeah, lo- that was back in the Stone Age. Fred Bear I was, like was when still the alive. Pastor Steve was still alive. And yeah, no one uh, knows him. So uh, in the '70s, I my dad kind of put the recurve down, and I picked it up actually his bow and uh, started slinging arrows you know couldn't hit anything but it was fun and um so i I would ride my bicycle to the woods and try to shoot squirrels and rabbits and whatever i could find but anyway so i'm riding my bicycle one day get the the upper limb in the spoke breaks the bow and you can't find a bow i think that was probably in 1980 Uh, at that time compound bows were starting to come out so i couldn't replace the recurve bow <clears throat> excuse me so i had to buy a bear whitetail and the first time i shot it it felt like it literally felt like it blowed up in my hands <laughs> but it's just the way they shot and yeah. um so anyway i i hunted with one of those for years killed a bunch of deer you know the thing would kill stuff it was just loud and slow and you know felt like it was blowing up in your hands <laughs> and uh but anyway, I, I shot a compound bow for a while and then uh, just went back to the recurve and the traditional stuff. I just love it. Yeah. It's because I, I don't like dragging deer out. So I shoot a, I shoot. That's what he had I shoot traditional, kids for. I shoot traditional stuff so I don't kill anything. <laughs> I don't have to do any dragging or cleaning. You just get to go and be like, hey, I'll, let, I'll leave all the killing to the youngsters. Yes, uh, that is true. Yes, that's awesome. I, I get to go sit in the woods and, and hold the bow and think, wow. It'd be cool if a deer came up, but you know, I wish I'm, not, I'm glad no deer came up. <laughs> yeah, when it's nine o'clock and you're walking out and you're like, I'm really glad I didn't shoot a deer today. Yeah, I have absolutely. those days pretty often. Um, so so you started doing that young age, uh, but you, so another thing that you kind of do right now, at least I know you do right now. I don't know how long you've been doing it, but it's like the all the homemade arrows, um, the I don't you wouldn't call them broadheads, but the tips. Um, stone tips is that what they yeah, called? The flint, flint points. Yeah. Flint points. That's what. That's what. I'm... Napped points. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. So you started doing that. Has that been going on for a while? Uh, yeah. I started making bows several years ago. He, they were the boys were little, and so I made them some little bows. Made me some bows to hunt with, and uh, just kind of kept. I always was making me a bow, and then I'd give some away or sell them, or you know. But I just I like the. Uh, self bows just yeah. out of a piece of wood I, I never really got into laminating and uh the fiberglass and things like that yeah but, uh, yeah just whittle a piece of bow a, a bow out of a piece of wood and make an arrow and you make it sound and, like it's like an afternoon like you just go out one afternoon like oh I'll whittle this arrow yeah you, really. you <laughs> absolutely can do that in the afternoon it's going to be ugly but it will propel an arrow and you know if a deer steps out Dude, you, you, should see, shoot you should miss. see some of the arrows he's made Hey, which you have a lot of the ones you've made over the years. Yeah. Still, they're old, but they're beautiful. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Out I of, thought yeah. you were being sarcastic. No, I'm dead serious. Out of the turkey feathers that oh, yeah. what you killed, 
or uh, guy. Probably or one some maybe yeah. some that you killed. Yeah. And then the the Flint points, they're beautiful. Which surprisingly, he says he's going to do it. He said he was going to do this past year. He's never killed one with a Flint point. I have not. Really? I killed deer with uh, bows. I've made arrows. I've made on the ground different stuff. You know whatever. But I've never killed a deer with bow. I made with arrows. I made with a Flint point. So yeah. So that's like I've always hunted with. I mean, I've always killed stuff with. Like even on a cane arrow that I've made, I put like a, you know, steel point on there. Yeah. So yeah, still looking to Next stab, stop stab one with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So what do you? Go oh yeah, and I'll do an Adlab. Huh. Where do you? Yeah. Is that the next? Like once you kill one with the with all that and the flint point, can't go to a freaking spear. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. can't do a spear. State of Alabama. Gosh. Ain't gonna let you do that. Well, maybe. Whole nother maybe can this, of worms. This year that'll change. Oh, maybe so. We need to go to some meetings or something. Get with our representatives. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. We've like, gotten on this soapbox, I think, before. I, I yeah, like I the podcast. Spear. I ain't yeah. doing it. Um, so but, is that is that is Adelaide the next? Well, that would be technically, I guess, a spear. Really? Would it? I mean, if we're being technical, it's not a spear. Technical schmagnical. Yeah. <laughs> it's an arrow. A big arrow. It, a big, large, a big, um, large, which arrow. also conveniently is what a spear is. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, a dart. It's, it's a, a big it's dart. A big dart. Yeah. That, and they're, they're called darts. Yeah, yeah. So bolts for a crossbow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's pretty cool. That sounds pretty neat. Uh, I struggle bad as it bad enough with a 2018 model bow with brand new carbon arrows. You're still gum. young. You still want to kill stuff. Yeah, I do. And I'll, yeah, you, yes, this is true. <laughs> um, but I did go out and I bought a recurve this year. So that is going to be on my goal list for uh, the two, 2020 deer season. I've got to get a string on it. i got to practice with it and, you know, get all my setup right for it. Uh, but, you know, y'all, I mean, y'all have known me long enough to know how my goals go. Like, I usually – stay pretty much yep. uh committed to my goal when i get like when i i'll do a podcast probably around about september something like that august about 20, 2020 deer season goals and it kind of is like my accountability for it and i'm yeah I know what i'm you mean. going to freaking do that and if i don't then then i'm gonna keep trying until i do it and it's just kind of how i've been so uh i'm one i'm i'm super excited about doing this a guy in the ch- in the church uh, one of our drummers, he, like, buys and sells stuff going, like, crazy. Like, he makes extra money selling on eBay. Well, he came across these uh, recurve bows, and he hit me up. He's like, hey, you want one of these? And I was like, yeah, man. Of course I do. So he sold it to me for super cheap. And it's like, what did I tell you? It was like 55, 55 pound. I don't, I don't think you told me. I thought it did. Wait. I think it's a 55 pound uh, draw. You know what kind it is? It is a ri- are you a righty? It is yeah, it's okay. a right. It's okay. a righty. It's a cheap one. I don't think it's yeah. expensive, like a Ben Pearson or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's nothing expensive, but I mean, it's a nice bow. It looks it's it looks like it'll work. Will you one hundred percent stick to public with a recurve? Like trying to kill one on public, or would you Yeah, it, depending on where I go. Okay. Yeah, I must say, if you are shooting recurve, I don't know if you'd venture into private at all. I don't know, man. Uh, I think it'd be a really tight picture to have a recurve. There's this picture of Fred Bear. Speaking of Fred Bear, there's this picture of Fred Bear that I have saved on my phone. And uh, one of the bucks that I killed my very first year using the kayak, 
Um, I put it next to the picture of Fred Bear because there's a picture of Fred Bear with a buck, a recurve, and a canoe. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a really cool picture. I've thought about getting it tattooed because it's so cool. Um, And so I put, I posed, my dad was with me when I shot this buck, and so I posed and like just like that picture is and put them next to each other. I thought it was so cool. The only thing was is that Fred Bear had a trad bow. And I was like, crap, you know. So there would be something really cool about the the kayak with the – or the new canoe, which kind of has that that canoe-like look. Um, Using the new canoe with the trad bow, with a deer in there. Like, there's just – I don't know, know, man. When he was toting trad bow, it wasn't – it wasn't a traditional bow then. It was just yeah. It was a, it, it was, was state bow. of the art. It was just a bow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. This is true, and, and I'm a hundred percent. I'm not saying I, I don't think trad life is the way you know the way of the gods or anything like that. I think it's it, it, it's it's whatever people want. You Absolutely. Know? That's what we always talk about. It's the experience you want to have. I just think it'd be really cool. Absolutely. You know, like it's uh, awesome. I, apparently, I just really want to fail. So are yes. So are uh, are you? <laughs> I've had some. Just go ahead and commit to fails. hunting on the ground. Kill one on the ground with a recurve. Nah. It'll saddle bro. It'll it'll change saddle your life. life. Well, that's true. It's the saddle life. Well, just I'm be, not be on close the to the ground. In yeah, a I was saddle. say just let your feet touch the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I, I that's the good thing about like the that. saddle. It's a comfy seat right mm-hmm. on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I I love I love being like to me honestly like saddle is a lot about practicality like. It's practical in a lot of situations, but I just like doing it. It's just yeah. more fun. Yeah. It's just more fun to hunt in a saddle. And I think a lot of people who have committed to the saddle, sa- saddle life, I don't know. Sad life. Sad, oh. sad life. Sad. <laughs> the sad life. Uh, yeah. Probably their marketing guy probably be like, no, let's oh, yeah. not call it that. Cut, cut that right out of there. <laughs> um, but it, most guys are going to tell you, like, it's just more fun to, to hang in the tree like that. It's just – it's not like, <laughs> yeah, safely hang in a tree. It's just more fun. And so, uh, yeah, I I think it'd be really cool, though. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the having that recurve and practicing with it through. I, like, I may, like, I may legitimately use it until I kill a deer with it. I don't know. Oh, yeah, you, um, there's no doubt. You, there, you'll get a deer this year. There's some things that I uh, – like there's some some areas that I'm not going to go into because there could very easily be. Don't a, say it. A big buck. That I knew he's going to do it. I knew it. Yep. I knew it. What if you and kill it with you, your your trad bow? Hey, you got to be. Willing. But what if I don't? You, I know you, you got to be, be willing. willing. What if I don't? There, I have, listen. You, I have some areas. You get to see it walk. I have some areas. You got the story. Um, where I go in, I can go into and almost guarantee you, I'm not going to see a big buck. I can almost guarantee you I won't see a buck in one of these areas, um, but I'll see does, like truckloads of does. And that's where I would want to go in and, you know, get that first one, like, out of my way. Then I'll be able to. Oh, yeah, you'll be hooked. You, yeah. You sling an arrow. You poke a deer with an arrow like that, you're going to yeah. love it. I can't wait. Like, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I'll probably take it to Kentucky this year because uh, that's a pretty target-rich environment and, you know, maybe try to, I don't know. I mean. Depending you gotta on hunt what, with it. Depending on something. what I'm yeah, you in. gotta carry it. That's the thing. Um, yeah. And if you've ever killed it, have you ever killed a deer with your bow less than 15 yards? Oh yeah. You, a then, big buck. I killed it at like seven steps. Then you can kill stuff with a recurve. Oh yeah. So it's 
I'm confident. See, that's I, that what I people can have that they out. think they can't do it. They literally can do it. It's it's just a matter of carrying it in the woods. Yeah. You know, you, you can do it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I know a lot of people who, like I'm, and I'm totally for like, if I do it, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't ever want to go back. I don't ever want to use anything else. Like I'm I'm cool with that. That'd be awesome. I just wanted to get I want to do that first one first. Well, I mean, compounds are are fun to shoot. I mean, I, I'd like oh, yeah. to shoot one with uh. With a uh, crossbow, Luke did this year. You know, I, I mean, I got no problem with that. You know, just slinging arrows with a with a crossbow with a compound. I don't. I'm not strictly only a long bow. You know, right? Flint, nap purist. I like to be in the woods. Now, Luke, did the crossbow count as uh, like Pope and Young and all that stuff? Yeah, they actually said with um, Alabama Whitetail Records that it was in that compound category. <laughs> that got so much louder when you did that. Oh, sorry. Um, Is that so, okay? so it stays in the compound category. They said yeah. it would. Am I good? Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, yeah, they said that it would, um, but they were thinking about changing it. They were thinking about making crossbow like its own. I think they should. Probably. I do too. There's I tons too. of people hunting yeah, with them. I think yeah. it should. What's the what's the the cutoff for Pope and Young with a compound is like 115. Yeah, it's 115. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not they the, definitely. It ain't that should. much easier to shoot one with a crossbow than it is. A uh, compound. Distance wise, it is. Yeah, let's say. I mean, I like, wasn't flinging like you can, anything you can past shoot, 40 yards. Right. Yeah, you, but you can shoot you your can compound shoot easy 40 yards. Yeah, but those crossbows, I mean, you can shoot them. Oh, up 60 to 60 or 70 yards easy. easily. Oh, yeah. I think that's the – because I've had a lot of deer, you know, walk within 70 yards, which is the range, is in range with a compound bow. But I you feel that, more comfortable shooting with a crossbow. Yeah, 100%. exactly. Uh, I've also shot – I shot a doe. I've only shot one deer with a crossbow. And uh, conveniently, it was my first kayak deer. And uh, I had gotten so frustrated, man, at these stupid deer. They would be like – like, right in that, like, 50, 55 yards, and I'd make a move on them the next time, and then they'd be right back where I was at. They'd be 55, 50 yards, just not in a comfortable range for me. And uh, so my uncle had that crossbow, which is the same crossbow you used to kill that, oh, that yeah. buck. Which uh, I still have. Which you still have. I keep oh, nice. telling them. It's okay, dude. I've had it for two it. years. I know. That's what he so. said. He said, at least you're using it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, like, I was like, Uncle Kevin, can I use that crossbow, please? Because he wasn't using it. So, he, technically, it's still Kevin's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, okay. it's technically. Shout out to Technically, schmechnically. Um, <laughs> and so, finally, that the next day I went out, I hadn't even shot it. It was probably the worst. Like, I'm not, like, advocating for this or anything. But I hadn't even shot it at a target or anything. Oh, my and, Lord. And uh, these, these does come out eh, 25 yards. And I've got the freaking crossbow. And hey, that's what happened with a recurve. I could have smoked it. Yeah, you'll take your compound, and then a deer will walk up like five yards from you, and you're like, "Wow, I should have my recurve." Yep. So I so when I shot this thing, though, I'd never shot a deer with a crossbow. It was crazy, man. Like that thing blows through that. Oh bone. yeah. Absolutely. Good Lord, I watched her fall. It was like at the time my my favorite hunt of my life because it was my first public land deer using a kayak and all that. It was just really cool, but. It was it was different with a crossbow. I'm not gonna lie, like it it felt different. I, I wished I would have shot it. I'll say this: it was fun. It was awesome. Beats a whole lot of other things. I wished I would have shot it with my bow. Does that fair? Is that fair to say? 
I mean, yeah, you do you. It's, yeah, it's just a different. You know how when it's, you. It's just like, a different weapon. Right. A different different feel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just like you shoot one with a bow and shoot one with a gun. Yeah. 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 It's exactly like that. I, 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 I wasn't mad. And to any crossbow guys out there, I'm not. I'm not knocking it no, at, at all. all. At like, all. Yep. but for me at the time, I was just like, oh, man, I wish I'd have had my dang bow with me. <laughs> I don't know a- how many times this happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I look at guys like you. I think that's why I appreciate uh, both of you a lot. But Luke, I know, like Luke likes to kill things. Like Luke is like a, you're an opportunist hunter. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> Yeah. You're an opportunist hunter. Oh, That's okay. So. I'm an opportunist hunter too. Uh, but like you do all of it. Like you're a trad guy and you're going to be like I'm not going to stop using this thing until I shoot one with it. And then you do that and then you're like the next day is opening day of gun season and you're blowing up blowing away at 250 <laughs> yards, yeah. you know. It's not like it's not most guys who are who are doing like the traditional thing, a lot of guys are like no, this is the only way to go. And you're just kind of like, "Ah, just want to have fun. I like it." I think it's I think it's cool. Um, that's how I you know I'm always going to be that way. That's how my dad's dad um, Bruce. He's the same way, shooting a longbow and ha- he hadn't picked up a gun in how many years? Uh, he he's a longbow hunter only. Yeah, and he shot bobcat, coyote. I mean, he he, can, he killed a big one he, this year he too. He can hit. Oh really? yeah, he killed a mm-hmm. very nice deer this year. Yeah, yeah. But you you, you know you lose like. Of course, Bruce could probably hit one at 250 yards, but yeah, really? you lose that 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 deer that you shoot with a gun at 300 yards. He's got a story of shot that you know that buck right there that you're looking at. He shot that at 315 yards. That story right there. That's, I did. Yeah, that's Bruce awesome. didn't with a bow. Oh yeah, no, yeah. no, Bruce no Luke did. did. Yeah, Luke shot that with, deer. A, with a gun. Yeah, <laughs> it's your biggest deer ever, right? Yeah, biggest deer ever. And that's that story. Not that that's as big, although it is as big deer. But that's just that's just a good hunting story. Sure. Know? Yeah. And on the flip side, still a good hunting story is Bruce is, and it's, I, he's like, I am okay to just be able to watch a deer like that. Can't shoot at it. 315 yeah. yards. I ain't going to shoot at it. You know, I'm okay with just letting it go. And, Unreal. Yeah. I can't. But he's, Ooh. hey, he's killed some, he's killed some big yeah. deer though. I mean, I've watched, like, I, th- there is another, another aspect of carrying a camera with you where just because you didn't kill it. Just because you didn't kill it, you don't get to put your hands on those antlers at that time. You still sh- you shot it with the camera. Yeah. You know, I mean, there is that aspect to like traditional hunting and or or just bow hunting in general. Yeah. You know, when everybody else is rifle hunting, taking a bow out, like if you take a camera, like you have right there, you have the memory of that, which is all you'd be shooting it with a gun. I mean, of course, there's there's the meat aspect, but. You have that, and you you're able to be able to say it makes me feel better at least saying this, like ah, I could have shot it if I had a gun. I could, that that would have been a dead deer if I had a gun, but I don't. I chose to take my bow. But watch this video, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. just that's a trophy. It, it's yeah. a trophy of it, and um, and you got something to keep you going the next day. That's kind of how I see it, unless of course you're like me, and um, anytime a large buck walks out, you conveniently uh, either don't have battery on your camera or you don't see it until it's like almost gone or oh, didn't it happen like to you that. this past year you big. saw a big one on public oh yeah yeah so th- i think i've told this story like a quick glimpse of it wasn't it yeah so i was like briefly m- it was on rutcation me and my dad i shot an eight point the day before so i was like kind of feeling good you know i only had one more buck tag left for alabama 
I was like, I was, you know, you know how you feel the day after oh, yeah. you shoot a buck. You're like, prideful. For sure. You're prideful and you're, you don't have any pressure. Absolutely. It's like, man, if I kill one, awesome. If I don't, yeah. Okay. If I don't, eh, that's okay. I still got lots of season left. And uh, so I went to this spot and I kind of took a risk on this spot because I was like, hey, no pressure. You know, um, I was going to go to a spot about 80 yards uh, up the, up the ridge where I'd been sitting at, and I knew there were deer going to be there, but I was like, I want to check out this little spot right here. There's a good trail. And, uh, and so I set I set up, got in the saddle or whatever. I'm watching deer all morning, man, just bucks chasing does, little bucks chasing does. T- there's like 10 does feeding out in front of me just out there, 930. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Two shots rang out. And it was only me and my dad on this piece. Um, and I text him. I'm like, hey, did you kill one? And then you see the little three dots. He's texting back. You hear another shot? No. Oh. I just see three dots. Missed him. Oh, I was like, no. Dadgummit. And so so I'm like texting him back like that. And I'm, I've still got all these does out in front of me. Not very far, like 30, 40 yards. They just stayed around. I text him back. And uh, just happened to glance back behind me. And I see a freaking giant buck walk. I kid you not. I can see the tree that I was going to set up in. Like, I knew the tree. I'd been in there. I could, he walked right underneath the tree that I was going to set up in that morning. And uh, and we went. We eventually went and found his tracks. But, uh, I mean, where he was at, the, before my dad shot, that deer was within gun range like he'd walked right behind me no joke. and i just was i was filming these does in front of me mm. anyway like it just wasn't so his I, day to die if i could have gotten that on film i would have been okay i would have been fine i didn't get it on film and at this point right now because i film i feel like people aren't going to believe me if, if yeah, i don't there's no evidence if i don't have something to prove it. Well, the first day i saw the white turkey i was because i saw it that oh, day oh, before yeah. that i was like man ain't nobody gonna believe me about this stuff if i don't get it on film uh, I got like a glimpse of it. You did it, but... better than that, huh? I said, yeah. you, you did better yeah. than that. You, uh, exactly. you got it on the ground, and yep. you're gonna have a nice mount too. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty cool. We're not talking about turkeys anymore. I'm done I'm talking sorry, about turkeys. turkeys. Yeah, it is pretty cool. My wife is coming along on getting it in the living room. My aunt, really? Yeah, today my She's aunt was like, woman. "You need to put that Parker's white turkey right here," and she was like, "I'm putting that thing in the living room," <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Why? It's beautiful." And so she's kind of like. That sounds just like Hallie. <laughs> yeah. I ain't putting that, he's putting that in his office. I ain't going to an ugly turkey. <laughs> Tell her that'll hurt my feelings. Yeah. I'm attached to this. Anyway, yeah. So, um, all right, Anthony, you're a taxidermist. Yes. It's a good segue right there. You are a taxidermist. How long have you been doing taxidermy? 95. 95 uh, years? 19, 19, <laughs> 1995. Yes. 95 years. He's a professional. He's a pro. Um, so since 95. So 25 years. That's a that's a minute. You've been doing it for how old were you when you started? You don't have to say. Like People are going to start doing math and it's going to hurt the brain. Like three or four. <laughs> three, okay. <laughs> I was literally skinning quail in my closet of my bedroom when seriously when I was like 11. I fixed me up a little area. I put all my clothes on one side of the closet. <laughs> And it was literally like two foot, and I made me a little bench with a little lamp right there and and a little skinning spot, and, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd skin stuff. You yeah. know the little boy on Old Yeller? It's like bringing yes. in, like, ra- rats and snakes and stuff. I feel like that's kind of how you are. Uh, Dad was actually in that movie, though. He was him. <laughs> he was a <that's laughs> little boy. 
Uh, so in those 25 years, some pretty funny stuff has had to have happened in the world of a taxidermist. Mm. Um. I need you to tell me. I'm, first off, I want to ask you a question first. Yes. Do you do pets? Uh, no. No pets or spouses. No pets or spouses. <laughs> okay. How many times a, have people like brought their dead pet to your shop? Has that ever happened to me? Like, hey, can you mount this? Yes. How many times? Multiple. M- multiple. Yes. They and they've called, you know, a lot of times. Yeah, I'll get calls every year about pets and stuff. Now it's, um, man, you can edit this out if it's too bad. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Now I know, it, you know, little Johnny just lost his little dog because it got run over and they're grieving and they call me. You want to know if they can have it mounted. So I will. Um, Do you call it mounted if you're, if you, if it's a pet? Yes. Yes. Stuffed or whatever. Um, so they call me. Poor and, little kid. And you freaking tell them no. And, no, no, I'll say I, I absolutely can do that. I'll say what you need to do is, you know, take a garbage bag, go ahead and um, secure the specimen, put it in the freezer, and usually in about, and I'll say, because I can't get to it right now, it's going to be about three days. In three days, little Johnny's done got him a puppy, and they're already starting a new a new life. A new life with another Fido's pet. done buried underneath the ocean. He'll just be a chew toy if he gets married. Fido's gone. And he, that's because, you know, at that moment, it's it is, it's bad, but they they move on. That's yeah. the way we're made to do. Yeah. Uh, so have you ever done a pet? Uh, I have. Yes, I, I I did one pet. and um, What the? I didn't even know that. Yes. It was a, well, technically, I did not do it. It was free. I, I freeze dried it, and mm-hmm. I did not have a freeze dryer at the time, so I shipped it to a taxidermist that had a freeze dryer, which is just common. We, you know, if, if I can't do something, I can have yep. a friend do it or something like that. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, so at the time, I didn't have a freeze dryer, and I had a customer that wanted a pet gerbil <laughs> man. mounted. It, so the the pet gerbil just died in the cage, and um, so they wanted me to. Mount it, curled up, sleeping, you know, eyes closed, and they were just going to put it right back up in the cage. No. And um, that's <laughs> what I did. That is amazing. I, I'm not, I may not be proud that's of it. It's so <laughs> random. I'm not proud of everything I've done. But that was, uh, yes, that was that was the only pet that I've done. Oh, my gosh. A gerbil. Gerbil. Wow. A little gerbil. Oh, man. But that gerbil's probably still in the cage. Mounted. Looking Sleeping, like it's alive. Looking like it's alive, yeah. Yeah, been Parker's Wildlife and Taxidermy making things look like they're alive for 25 <laughs> years. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Have you seen that taxidermy That's commercial? That's the oldest gerbil I've ever seen. <laughs> How old's your gerbil? 25. Mom, when's our gerbil going to wake up? <laughs> Shh. The gerbil's still sleeping. I would hope Johnny's a little bit more mature now oh, than yeah. he was yeah, really. whenever he got his Mom, gerbil gerbil's still asleep. <laughs> I've been buying food for 25 <laughs> years. He ain't touched any of it. Uh, have y'all uh, have y'all seen that taxidermy commercial? It's like, um, um, this deer is dead. I made it look like it was alive again. <laughs> what? No. This bobcat is also dead. You know, it's freaking hilarious. That's it's cool. awesome. Is it on YouTube? Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, Rhett and man. Link did it. I love Rhett You know Rhett and Link? Oh, they yeah. did that commercial. 
Um, so, all right, so you, you have done a pet, which is something that even your own son didn't know. Yeah, the fruit I, I of your to. loin I know. didn't even know. Mm. Um, but now that everybody knows. You found out literally at the same time as a lot of people. It's okay. It's okay. Um, skeletons, man, in the closet. <laughs> skeletons. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully it kept its fur and all that stuff. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> that wouldn't be a good look on your taxidermy if that it was will, a skeleton. Yeah. Um. So, uh, when you freeze, uh, well, we don't have to get into specifics of freeze-drying gerbils, but uh, tell me about something funny that has happened, like <laughs> an experience. I set you up for this because I told you earlier today that you were going to, I asked you if there was anything funny that's happened. Can you share a funny taxidermy story? Well, see, funny to me, people say, what's the weirdest <laughs> thing you've ever mounted? And I, nothing really seems weird to me. You know, uh, snakes and their People just weirded out that I, you know, mount yeah. snakes and things. Um, funny to me, which is how weird I really think. Um, Demented is what most people <laughs> well, call it. <laughs> it's, um, You're crazy. Uh, so, a skull mount. Deer, you know, you, it's, they call it a European mount, but it's it's the raw skull. Mm-hmm. Um, I do those all the time. Done several of them over the years, whatever. So, one year I did a skull mount for a customer and had it. Uh, nice and finished and put a hanger on the back and was putting it up on the wall and for whatever reason the hanger didn't catch the screw and the skull just fell right to the ground on the concrete and it shattered like glass so I'm looking at it I'm like wow I gotta do something here so (laughs) I picked it up took crazy glue Glued it all back together, and you literally couldn't tell it. Really? Oh yeah. It was. I was like, "Wow, this. I'm gonna get by with this." And um, so anyway, I went hang it back up on the wall, and no, did, did the <laughs> no. I literally oh just gosh. got it done, put it back up on the wall, went to hang it back up on the wall, and it hit the ground again. And it's today. It's at that guy's house, whoever he is glued back together and he does not know it that's how good you are for the second time i glued it so you're either dishonest or just good at taxidermy crazy glue so that means you can fix anything he does time repair too i can and it looks good anything so you do can you do like time replacement so like if somebody brings one with a a broken tine you can do he legit sent me a picture was it two weeks ago yeah of a left beam that I, I had no clue about. He just took a picture, said which tines redone, and which I've I've seen. I've grew up watching him do taxidermy. I couldn't tell which one. I, I guessed it wrong. It's crazy. Really? Oh yeah. It. Lo- I couldn't tell. It's How awesome. do you do that? Is it? Is there like a certain mold? It's a secret. Okay. Well, I ask him all the time how he does the he stuff he does, you. and he just it's self taught. Which he is to taxidermy tricks, as uh, I am to public land spots. That is what oh, it is. Yeah, nice. that's good. I just want to tell people. Well, you need to tell them about the squirrel that came alive uh, a couple months oh, ago. Wait, Lord. hold on. What? Bruh. Came alive? Tell that. <laughs> well. Is that like a taxidermy for job well done or like well, it like no, this squirrel came alive? Legit <laughs> came back to life. Long story <laughs> semi-short. Uh, customer brings in a, he calls me. This hey, is this year, this past year. Hey, man, I, I, I just shot a, well, the customer's on a job at a, at a lady's house and there's a, fox squirrel in this lady's yard hey can i shoot that fox squirrel sure so the guy shoots the squirrel calls me hey are you at the shop i've got a fox squirrel sure bring it by 
So he comes in with the fox squirrel, puts it up on the thing. I'm writing the ticket up. The fart squirrel's in a little bag. And the, it, the fart the squirrel. Fart squirrel. <laughs> that old fart squirrel. <laughs> the fart squirrel. <laughs> and we're drinking nothing but coffee. Bag that up. Yeah. So the old fox squirrel is in the bag, and I'm, and I, you know he starts coming alive. I, I'm pulling him out to look at him. He starts coming alive. Starts crawling up my arm, and I'm. I mean, there's people in the shop. I'm just trying to save their life at this point. <laughs> so I think, you know, I'm thinking, okay, this is dangerous. We could all die here. So the squirrel's literally coming back to life slowly up my arm. And um, luckily, he didn't make it. <laughs> Do you need details of that? The, the vampire squirrel. The uh, Yeah, the, the mallet that I used for other things. <laughs> oh, man. Became the cause of death. Became the cause of death. Yes. 10.59 a.m. Did he kill it with, like, a gun? He stunned it, apparently, with his... I think he used, like, a 9 millimeter. That's his carry weapon. Hey, can I shoot that squirrel, pal? And pop, pop. I think he just... Yeah, he just hit the ground around it or stunned it somehow or another. Wasn't damaged. Fainting squirrel. And, it wasn't uh, shot at all. It wasn't shot. It was just knocked out. Again, it stayed knocked out that whole time or something. Well, now, you know, that is a thing. I've watched a video where a guy shot a uh, a deer, shot a doe with, like, he was going for a headshot. Um, it was like a Keith Warren or one of those guys, TV guys, Roger Raglan or somebody. I can't remember. But he shot, and you they do it in slow motion. The deer Shoots drops it with a 50 dead. cal? Maybe. Yep. It drops dead. Folds. That's what it was. And they get up to it, and there's no damage done to the head at all. Like, li- it was just the way. Yeah, it was and then a they slow cow. it down, and you can see the waves of the bullet miss the deer, but just buzz right by its ear. Yep. And it, it was it like, well, there was enough pressure in that to kill it. Like, I don't know if it, like, caused, like, a like a suction almost. Like, it just pulled. Yeah, stuff. they pulled the life right out of it. Yeah, it just pulled the I life think right the out of it. the squirrel was just. I think he was just looking for a new life. I, th- I think he, he was like, <laughs> "So where is this where owner is this guy going to? Ca- yeah, where's he going to carry me and that kind of stuff?" And, <laughs> what? and then he brings him in here. He's like, "Hey, what's going Sees on?" Sees his brother here? mounted on the wall until <laughs> he hears me actually writing up. How do you want this thing done? He's like, "Oh crap!" And he starts get, trying to get out. Yeah. Has so. anything like that ever happened before? Like no. uh, animals coming back to life? No, no. That that was. That was the first. Your taxidermy, t- taxidermy studio is so good that the animals want to come back alive. They literally <laughs> look absolutely alive while they're crawling up your arm. Is that squirrel mounted? Yes, it so is. So did he get mounted? Mm-hmm. He's, uh, I'm working on it, yes. He's just in line right now. That's awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. But, yeah, it's, it'll, it'll be it'll be mounted. <laughs> I wonder if there's any other. If you are a taxidermist and you're listening to this and you have a story about an animal coming back to life oh, there's no in your shop, I would love to know about it. Yeah, and this is after he had ridden around in his truck, company truck, yeah. brought him in. We talked for a little while, and then that thing, yeah. This is a, this is a little. He trail. didn't recognize that it didn't have any blood on it? Like, oh, he didn't. He, that didn't even cross his mind. He just. So I have shot a bobcat. Actually, I didn't shoot it. Uh, we were in West Texas. Um, I was, when I was working at church camp, we used to go. It's legal to spotlight for varmints and stuff. Yep. And we were driving down this road one night, and we were spotlighting. And uh, there was a bobcat running in the road, like away from us. And I was driving, and my buddy had my 20-gauge shotgun. 
And uh, I was like, dude, there's a there's a bobcat running the road. So he gets out of the car, shoots it. Well, thing folds over. We go and put it in the back of my truck. Go back to the camp. And uh, we're, like, showing it to everybody. He, like, brings it up. And all it had was pellet. It's a 20-gauge with, like, bird shot in it. Hmm. It's just got pellets in the leg. No. Like, that's where the shot was at. But the, it was limp. Like, it wasn't moving. And he, like, holds it up. We put it in the back, and we go to camp. Well, we get to camp, and... Uh, we're, like, showing it to people, and then it starts, like, kind of mm. moving. And then I look at it. I was like, dude, that thing just moved there. Like, no, it didn't. And it's, like, still breathing. Oh, like, You can see gosh. its chest rising. And, you know, like a cat's chest, it's, it uh-huh. rises and falls really quick because they got small lungs or whatever. I mean, it's rising and falling. We're like, crap. And so we pull out the twenty-two and shot it in the head, like, three times. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And uh, so that was pretty crazy. Um, like, I, I guess. Y'all could have died. Yeah, we that could have actually not been good. Yeah, not. Yeah, been come a back good alive thing. when he's holding it up. He's gonna rip you <laughs> that, up. That could have been a Jerry Clower story right there. <laughs> it would have been a better story if it would have come like. Back Should have just to sat life. there and waited for it to come coming back. That would have been kind of cool. Wake see, up, see wake up, buddy. Oh, wake up, buddy. <laughs> Get up. <laughs> Throw some water on its face. <laughs> oh man! Right before you shoot it. <laughs> wake up! Pow pow! <laughs> just kidding. Oh man, that's, that's a th- you know that was better than what I imagined as far as when I like that was pretty funny. A squirrel comes back to oh, yeah. life. Is there any? You have any other crazy stories like? Um, I mean, I've had uh, I've I've mounted rattlesnakes. You know that the the guy flips a button and the tail rattles. Things oh like yeah, that. yeah. So. Uh, Didn't you do a skunk one time where it would spray? It'd spray. Same guy. Yeah, he wanted me to do do the squirrel. This guy. I sucks. mean, he wanted me to do the. This guy's. <laughs> yeah. This guy's mean. <laughs> the snake tail. So I'm in his shop, and there's a customer walks in. I'm just standing. I've been standing there talking to him, and the customer walks in. Looks over. You know, he goes over to the snake and looks at it, and um, he hits the button. Oh yeah, he hits the button, and the tail rattles, and literally the guy runs, just runs right <laughs> out the door. That's hilarious. Oh yeah, and he comes back in. He's like. Was that real? But yeah, he, he ran him completely out of the shop. Yeah, I quit doing. Um, that was a local processor. I had yeah, yeah. I had really? yeah. We used yeah. to do little things like that. We had a little thing that would that would flick a tail up. You know, a little you look in a hole in a box, and they'd be looking down, and you pull a little button, and a deer tail would sling out at you. Huh. You know, we used to do that. And, yeah. Man, I remember him having that shot with and, kids. Uh, oh yeah, that would that really until um, we had a buddy that he he's up one leg. So he's on crutches, and he comes in. He's looking in, got his head right down in the hole, looking in, see if oh, he can God. see the, the wild little weasel we got. And we flick the tail, and he just starts going backwards like right there. And I'm thinking, man, he is fixing to hit the ground. He didn't hit the ground, but it was close. That's when I quit. So you stopped making gag gifts. That's when I quit. Yeah. Because I thought, man, somebody's going to have a heart attack, fall and hit their head. You know, so, yeah, it was. Well, all that said, we need to put something in here because there's nothing in here. Yeah, you do need you need the the snake or something. See I mean, that? I was looking at that rattlesnake that's over there. I think it's fake. I don't think it's actually a mounted rattlesnake. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. It's a replica. Yeah, um, that would have been a great opportunity for it. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm a uh, so liability. You talk. You start talking to people from Texas, and rattlesnakes be, start becoming a reality as far as like things that we've dealt with. I've dealt with tons of rattlesnakes, turkey hunting, growing up and stuff, working at that camp. Yep. rattlesnakes everywhere, man. If I see a rattlesnake and I, if I if I hear that familiar sound, dude, I'm jumping. I'm not scared of snakes. I'll catch snakes any time I get a chance to. 
I'd probably try to catch a rattlesnake if it if I knew it was there. But when they surprise you, whew, there ain't nothing oh, like yeah, that feeling. Oh, yeah, they surprise sound, you, yeah, it's, that's something you just scurry. You don't forget, forget it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of like the sound of a squirrel crawling up your arm, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Something similar. You just don't forget. Yes. I'd want to crawl up my pants leg one time whenever Dad and I were hunting. A squirrel? Oh, yeah. I don't. I can't really remember. He shot it, and it fell down and crawled up my pants. Yeah. Didn't kill it. Made him fall out of the tree. And the first thing that it could run up was his breeches legs. Oh, yeah. I freaked out. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's. I've had a few, like, near, especially during turkey season, when you're sitting there on the ground being real still. They get real close to yep. you. Um, I've had a couple rabbits do that and stuff, too. How many too. Uh, times have you been sitting there with a bow and have a bird light on the tip of your arrow? Never. I've had that once. happen a couple times. I've never had that so happen. So now you've got to go. Yeah. I'll start hunting with that trad bow. That's why that's when it happened. So, so Anthony, tell me this. Um, you've been doing this thing for 25 years. You're obviously still doing it. What makes you keep keep doing it? I mean, you're a smart guy. You've got, you know, a lot of things that you could probably do, learn to do, whatever. What makes you keep doing taxidermy? That little kid in the closet. That's just what I always want to do. Just I, it's, this, I wanted to grow up and be a taxidermist. Hmm. Yep. And it just so happened, the opportunity that I had was a guy that was a taxidermist, a family friend, and he called me up, you know, and said, "Hey, this, you know, back in '95, hey, I need some help." And I started, and that's where I'm at. Just, just I, kept doing it. it yeah, I, 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 I didn't go to school for it. I, I actually worked with a taxidermist for two years, kind of apprentice, and learned yeah. it. And um, yeah, just something I always wanted to do. That's cool. Don't make a whole lot of money, but if you talk to hunters that take their animals to the taxidermist, they're going to tell you that taxidermist <laughs> is freaking gonna filthy argue. rich. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> he is loaded. Got a um, lot of money. I pay you good. See, I get the end of all those hunters' money. The, the you know what's left in the wallet because right. they've already spent all that money on guns and hunting yeah. trips and all that yeah. stuff. And then they come to me. I've only got two hundred dollars left. Can I get these six deer mounted? <laughs> no. In get three out. months? Get out. Yeah, yeah, get it done in three well, months. Well, uh, thank God you got people like Michael Perry who's oh, man. Bringing, you, uh, oh. bringing you plenty of animals to keep you busy. True. Mike, uh, which, Mike, Mike had a daggone, he has good years. Most of the years, they're good for most people. This past year, he had a. Heck of a season. Heck of a year, yeah. he Those two bucks that he killed. I was as proud for him as I could have been if. Oh, my yeah. sons have shot it. You know, yeah. he, I was just tickled to death. I mean, he yeah. just deserved like he deserves it. Oh, he's he works good, so hard. He's a good dude too, man. He ain't gonna try to absolutely rub it in your face. If if you're listening to this, you haven't heard either one of the Michael Perry episodes. Uh, we did one with just him and his wife Kathy, and then we did one with him and another local guy named Jamie McKay that you need to check out. They're both freaking awesome episodes. Yeah. That dude is so smart, and he don't like he don't act like it you know what i mean like oh yeah you meet people like that who are like man he just makes deer hunting look like it's easy and he he's not rubbing it in your face either he just just daggum good at it yeah uh i like mike he's a he's a cool dude but yeah. he's actually um what we're doing right now is uh we're filming a kind of a commercial for parker's wildlife and taxidermy and i did some b-roll shots and stuff here uh at the shop but i'm actually the next step is going to Mike's house and just 
video Showing through there. All the stuff. Yep. It's literally ninety percent of Dad's taxidermy work in Michael's house. Yeah, it's, and it oh, looks shit. great. Oh yeah, it's great. He's got so many animals. Yeah. And he's got the right setting, good lighting. Yeah. Um, got some bears in there. Well, I think that's the third time they've taken in their garage. So yeah, yeah they started off and then they took a garage in because they didn't have any room. Took another garage in. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so now they've got like a beautiful trophy room all set up. You did his turkeys, didn't you? I did. No, I didn't do the turkeys. Didn't do one of them? I thought you told me you did so. one of the turkeys. No, I was talking to you about, uh, you asked yep. me if I saw another one that your dad recently did. Yep. I think. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. Oh, the yeah. turkey? Yeah. Yep. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't the white one, though. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. The now, white. listen. This white one, though, is going to be. That white one is going to be beautiful. Yeah. It is. It's going to be so cool. Have you ever had a white turkey come in? Nope. That's just I've cool. never seen one in, an honor. in person killed. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, talk. I still got to charge you. Hey, yeah, on well, the, you know, we're not going to talk about that yet. On the tur- My wife doesn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. On the turkey head, replica or freeze-dried? Free, freeze-dried. What do you prefer, Dad? I prefer replicas. They're just like a replica fish. You know, it's. I like the freeze dry because I like to have the little feathers. Correct. And yeah, all but that the freeze dry is going to have all of the little hair, you know, the little stuff on it. I yeah. just, I'm not a fan of the freeze dried at all. So. But you still paint the freeze dried one too. Right? It's just painted. It's like literally yeah. like a fish, a skin mount, a replica. You're yeah. just looking at a paint job. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about the fish, the replicas actually look better. Man, than I can't wait till that's mounted. Oh, I can't wait either. But, yeah, the the freeze dried so cool. turkey head, it'll it'll look good. I can't wait. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, so I'm. I hope it'll look good. I it'll look good. It'll look good. I'm not as long as it's got white. Eh, everything else, nobody's gonna care about any of the <laughs> that other. That is true. I do. Yeah, I do a lot of little detail stuff that nobody cares about. Yeah. I'm like, man, look at them antlers. <laughs> That's cool, man. It well, could hey, be a brown paper yeah, really. sack with a with antlers sticking out, and they'd think they'd be all right. So, if somebody wanted to come in, and if say somebody who's listening to this is local, um, because I think I, I want to ask this because I think it's pretty impressive. A guy wants to come in that's local. He's got a deer sitting in his freezer that he's had, you know, that he shot this past season, um, and he says, "Hey, I want to come in. What's your turnaround time typically?" For yeah, I mean, because I mean, obviously it's going to change. The earlier in the season they bring Correct, it to yeah. you, but because I put them in line, you yeah, know, just, yeah. Uh, and now I say I'll do a kid's birthday or something like that, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm the slowest taxidermist known to man <laughs> in uh, the world. In the world, I, don't, I disagree. I've had slower, um, but I try to get stuff. Even late season stuff, I still try to get that stuff done in 10 months you know yeah i I mean i i think by then i'm telling people a year but i still try to get it done about 10 months so you can start Uh, fresh during once deer season starts yeah yeah i don't want it rolling a year you know i just i I just don't want it i I mean sometimes it happens but most of the time i want stuff done but you know it's it's just it's a process yeah you know yeah all right. Uh, and lastly, if you're getting something done really, really quick, I would question the, the, their process. Yeah, yeah, the quality. Yeah. So, lastly, what is one thing about taxidermy that nobody knows? Like, like one thing about I, I guess better like that nobody ever told you until you got into the field. Mm, tough one. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, the thing about the thing that I found out about taxidermy is there's a, there's a bazillion different ways to get to the end product. Every taxidermist does it different. Even if you go to school, have the same teacher, in a year you're going to be doing something different than I'm doing. If, if we went to the same teacher, or learn from the same person, mm-hmm. you just it's, there's just so many different ways to do things. I wanted when I started, I wanted to. This is the way you do it. This is the way you always do it. Do it like this, and it it's it it's hard to um, learn something like you know when it's yeah you know because the guy that I learned from he would fix a hole one way one week and then fix a hole another way the next week I'm like wait a minute you know so um, you just have, you have to be very very creative and you know but yeah. you're always looking for that end goal of a deer looking like a deer or you know a bird looking like bringing a bird. it back to life just bringing it back to life whatever it takes but you know still trying to do it proper yeah is it something you ever like do you know how to do it luke do you know how to do any taxidermy stuff yeah i do yeah uh you know this past season i was getting into ducks and birds and stuff yeah um but i i don't think i've ever mounted like a deer or anything by myself or anything but other stuff i just because i've been around it so long skinning fleshing and all that stuff i i have a pretty good idea of how you think I, you'll ever learn how to do it I 100% will know how to do it all someday. I want to try to keep him my little flesher guy because he's <laughs> dang good at that. Yeah. Skin, I so can, you tell everybody, that I can oh, you're so good at doing that part that I just want you to keep doing it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, guys, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, we're right at an hour. So, um, yeah, I just honestly, like, uh, most of our podcasts are, like, super tactic-based and all that stuff, but before diving really deep into tactics stuff, I just kind of wanted to have fun and talk about deer hunting for a minute. Like, that's yep. really what I wanted to did do. Did we even talk about deer hunting for a minute? No, we did. Maybe? Okay. Yeah, we did for a little bit. We, we at least, we kind of broke the ice. Yep. How about that? That's a... We broke the ice on, on uh, deer season. So, next week, be right back into deer season. So, or deer hunting episodes anyway. I wish it was deer season. I wish it was deer season too, but my marriage needs it to not be deer season. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm getting married in August before deer season. You are getting married. Whew. I know. Crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, uh, Jesus, it's going to be okay. It'll be all right. It's before hunting season. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll, I'll be okay. I'll be fine. I'll still hunt. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Well, fellas, thanks so much for coming. And real real quick, how do uh, people get in contact with you, Father? If they want to kill a deer. Go through me. Go through me. Call. Yeah, call. Your, your Southern Ground discount code <laughs> is SG. That will save you 0%, but I will personally kiss your mount. Not really. Oh. Anthony will. Yeah, you. It's you made with love. Get what it you pay will for. Be made with love. Dad's yeah. a humble guy, but you get what you pay for. Yeah, that's. Uh, this is true. Parker's Wildlife Taxidermy, Coleman, Alabama. Yeah, Facebook page. Check it out. Parker's Wildlife. Yeah, Instagram, and Instagram. Yep. And Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, y'all got stuff on there too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then if you, uh, on the Southern Ground Instagram page, I'm posting all the pictures of anything I get mounted here, which I've got. How many? freaking animals i have i mean you've not killed but one two bucks in your life or something like that yeah well i've killed i've only killed one buck at all uh no you missed like i think i got three animals here right now you got turkey you You just had your last deer last buck you hadn't figured out how you want it done so yeah i'm just waiting on you i'm waiting on 
finishing my video. I'm okay. not going to tell you that. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to tell you that until I have the video and some of the other work done. Uh, the uh, turkey, the, the coyote. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Coyote hide. I forgot, yeah, I forgot about that. Which I think you sent it off. I do. Something. I send that to you. Getting it tanned. Um, yeah. Yep. So, that, I mean, that makes, that's all from this year. Yeah, you had a good year. I had a good year. Yeah. And you're getting, you're doing all Congrats. of it. You're welcome. Uh, I love hunters <laughs> having good years. What an honor for yes. you. <laughs> I'm glad you know me. I'm, I'm so glad you got my business right now. You and Michael Perry. Yeah, I, love, well, I love both of you. We just keep you keep you going. No, Luke does a pretty good job of it too, but I'm sure he gets some benefits from being the fruit of your loin. So yeah, I have to give uh, him, yeah, I skin stuff. I, I skin your deer for free. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's getting late, and uh, I need to get home. So thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I know this won't be the last time. I hope it's not the last time anyway. And uh, everybody listen to this, make sure you check out the Southern Ground Facebook and Instagram for updates, graphics, stuff to motivate you to get out in the woods. And if you are going to be in the woods, I want you to remember this. That God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. Mm. So go out and exercise that dominion. Talk to you next time.